I want to call your attention to 2 Kings chapter 4 and verses 1 through 7. Because single parents don't need our pity, they need our prayers. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verses 1 through 7. And when you found it, say, I have it. Um, I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, whatever or translation you have, um, uh, let's just read out loud uh, together, okay? Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors is come to take unto him my two sons to be slaves. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid had not anything in the house except a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels from all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and thy son, upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into thee those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. She, so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And they all stopped flowing. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the all, and pay thy debt, and thy live, and thy children on the rest. Amen. The grass withereth, and the flower faded away, but the word of our God will stand forever. I just want to tag this text more. I want to talk about dealing with despair. Dealing with despair. Amen. This, this woman was in a pitiful plight. Dealing with despair. Amen. You might want to ask your neighbor, how do you deal with despair? Uh, because it's obvious a lot of people when despair come, they stay at home. It's obvious with some people when despair come, they head to happy hour. It's obvious that when despair come, some people roll up the joints. Starting to smoking like a train. 
how, how, how do you deal with despair? The word despair means a feeling of helplessness. And, and I think one of the toughest jobs in the world that have the propensity and the proclivity to produce despair is that of a single parent. I know there are a lot of men who are single parents, but I personally believe that being a single mother has to be one of the toughest jobs in the world. Because when you are just a woman and then a single mother, society will really take advantage of you. When, when you are a woman, just being a woman, uh, uh, society is tough on you. That's why married women have the protection of their husband. Amen. That's why a married woman, wherever my wife goes, I'm not a fighter. I never was a fighter. My brothers fought for me. But, but now if somebody fooled with Sister McClendon, I am prepared to lay down my life for her. Amen. Because wherever she goes, she got my name. If somebody gets smart with my wife, then she going to text me and they're going to deal with the preacher. Amen. Amen. Because I'm willing uh, to lay down my life. That's what Jesus did for the church. And, uh, but a single woman, uh, in particular a single mother, don't have that protection. And it is extremely difficult because our society will take advantage of women. That's why they lie to women. A woman take her car to the garage and man alive say it's the transmission. All she needs is just get her air up checked in a tire. Amen. You need a whole new cooling system, just a battery weak. Amen. This stuff. And and uh, but I want to I want to encourage uh, particularly single mothers to encourage you to be of good cheer uh, and keep uh, exposing your children to the things of God. There is light at the end of the tunnel because the man standing before you this morning is a product of a single mother household. My daddy died when I was seven months old and left my mother with 12 children, 10 of us at home. And my mother, the late missionary Leo McClendon, would declare to us that we're going to church on Sunday. That's why I'm a member of all these four different major denominations, Baptist, Methodist, Church of God in Christ, Church of the Living God, because my mother would say, you heathens are not going to stay in the bed. We're going to church somewhere. Well, somebody ought to say amen. Some of y'all. And so all of my mother's children had a drug problem. They just drug us to church. She just drug us uh, uh, the church. And I want to thank God for single mothers. I want to thank God for single, uh, for Sister Colson and the others who will be working with her uh, uh, starting March the 5th with our single mother's class in our church school uh, uh, she's using the material by Dr. Lori Little, founder of Hope and Help 
for the single mother. And Dr. Little states the following facts about single mothers. Single moms are the fastest growing population in the world. Single moms are the highest unchurched population in the world. 18 million single moms in the United States, 17 million are unchurched. 37 million children live with a single mother, 36 million are unchurched. And then many single moms feel both judged and that they do not fit into the church. And that's why we need to reach out to encourage single mothers and anybody who's in a state of despair. How do you deal with despair? How do you, how do you deal with despair? Some people are mad. I'm so glad my mother was not bitter with God. I'm glad I was not reared in a home with an angry mama. Because some women, God had taken her husband, she'd be mad. Some women get divorced, they mad. But I'm glad my mama used to speak in tongues and shout around the house. And we thought we were millionaires. So I got to college and I started reading the statistics <laughs> because we had a whole lot of love. Amen. How, how do you deal with the spell? You may not be a single parent. You may be married and your marriage is in despair. <laughs> You, you, may, you may be married and you thought you had a good deal. Now it's turned to an ordeal. And now you're looking for a new deal. Amen. You're in despair. And let some people tell it the way our new president is talking. Our nation may be in despair. How do you, how do you, how do you deal with despair? This, this one. I'm going to give you three things on how you can deal with despair. If you want to deal with some people are in the state of denial. Uh, you know, but I'm going to give you some things how you can deal with uh, despair. Now, if you haven't gone through despair yet, just keep on living. Because life has a way of forming a parade and, of tragedy and come by your house. Uh, despair. How do I deal with despair without losing my mind? Without going crazy? Without being angry at the whole world? Because everybody didn't do it to you. Amen. Well, bless his name. Amen. How can I deal with... Well, first of all, look at her dilemma. Amen. She was a widow woman. Her husband was a preacher. And he had died. And what a shame thing. Not only did he die, but he died and left her broke. That should be a word right there for every man. You ought to have... If you married, you ought to have life insurance on your wife and your children. It got real quiet right there. Well, I'm, I'm ready, you know, you're you, you going to die. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to die. I mean, hey, you, anytime you start cocking two or three times to get up, you're going to die. I mean, you, we all, if Jesus tarry, we all live on death row. None of us will get out of here alive. You're going to die too. I don't care what kind of attitude you got. Big mama said it like this. Old man, time is on the pitcher's mound and time is winding up. And uh, he died and left her broke. Two children. Get some life insurance. Told them yesterday up in Dallas at the, uh, at the conference for the uh, ben Washington Baptist Church told every 
man, every, particularly every married man, ought to have at least from $500,000 to $3 million worth of life insurance. Amen. Some men ought to say, man, some of y'all. See, now you fellas, that's part of the problem. See, y'all think she's going to spend it on someone else. So what? You're going to be dead? I, I have a problem if Susan McClendon spent on some man I'm living. Amen. But you're going to be dead, good and dead. Amen. Amen. You're going to be stressed out dead. Amen. And leave your wife with nothing. You want, you want to change how she treats you. You tell her, baby, I got three million. And she's going to say, she's going to start looking at you differently. Say, Daddy, you're a wonderful guy. Baby, I want to let you know that if I live, I's gonna take care of you. And, then, and when I die, you're gonna be taken care of. Boy, she's gonna say, ooh. So when them other guys hit on her, she's gonna say, you better step off, Jack. Because I got a man that's concerned about me. Amen. This man, see, that's the main reason why women get married. Women get married primarily for security. And you spell security M O N E Y. See? Don't think, brother, when your wife marry you, she marry you because you look so good. No, please. She, amen. Women, she looked at you and she said, he might work and then hopefully the children will take after my side of the family. <laughs> amen. Don't think you... <laughs> he died and left her broke. You see, this woman's... That may be some woman here today and you men today on your way home, ask, tell your wife how much you have. Say, baby, I heard the pastor said. But don't worry. Because I got you covered, girl. How, how much do you have, Daddy? <laughs> well, bless the Lord. Uh, some of y'all need to take our, our Dave Ramsey class. You're going to hear that over and over. We're going to be one of the few churches around that the majority of our members going to be debt free. Amen, amen. Thank God for those working with with the Dave Ramsey thing, man. Amen. You you married and trying to be all that and you ain't got no insurance for your wife. Debt is nothing funny. Amen. Proverbs 22 and 7 says, The rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. Ecclesiastes 10, 19 talks about it instead, but money answereth all things. Romans 13, 8 says, Oh, no man, nothing but to love one another. It was all right. Uh, she cried out in a time of trouble. What a, what a sad dilemma to be in. Husband died and left you. And the creditor was coming to get her boys. According to Leviticus, a creditor could take the possession of a child to pay off the debt. This woman was in a suit. Not only had she lost her husband, but she was on the threshold of losing her sons. That's a dilemma. Amen. Can somebody say dilemma? She was in, I don't know, have you, I don't know, but that was a dilemma. A dead husband and a broke mother. And the man coming to get her boys. Now, one thing I learned about women, they loved their children, but in particular, their sons. Amen. That, boy, I used to think for years, Reverend Sweeney, that the, that the closest relationship in the family was between a, a, a father and a daughter. Not so. The strongest relationship in the world is between that mother and that son. 
Well, some of these women will walk through hell with a gasoline suit on for that boy. Amen. <laughs> Mommy, you all like guys. <laughs> amen. Well, bless his name. Amen. That mama, amen. Don't fool her mama. Amen. Her daughters are different. They get along. But them boys, amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. And then if they come, take her, take her boys. Husband dead. The limbo. Well, bless his name. Don't have time. Go, amen. I, amen. My mommy loved me. Here, here I was, grown man. I go see my mama. She'll say, how my baby doing? I say, I'm doing all right, mommy. Amen. That woman love, amen. That's why I tell men all the time, if your wife is working outside the home and you have sons, you better be careful that she don't be giving that money to them. That old boy started crying, looking at mommy, you all like guy. <laughs> Just loan it to me. You ain't going to pay it back. And she give me credit cards, everything. There you go. Bless the Lord. Amen. I want you to see this woman's dilemma. Amen. 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 Some of you right now, I got, amen. I'm going to move on. I, I did, amen. Some of you right now, I got sons in there. Amen. 20s and 30s and 40s, 50s, still at home. Because it's a cold world out there. And I, and I don't have time to deal with the psychological and analytical stuff of why it is. But that mama loved that boy. That's why some of you mothers make bad mother in laws because you don't think your daughter. The law can take care of your son. You take care of my boy. You take care of my baby. All right. I want you to see this woman dilemma. Amen. Husband dead. She's broke. And the man come to take her boys. Amen. That's so. <laughs> Amen. That's a dilemma. Amen. Amen. Any mothers here got boys? I just want to see. Because some of y'all looking. Amen. Just look at one jumped up back there. Amen. Amen. Anything he needs, amen. He better not start crying, mommy. Mama, mama. Uh, amen. All right, let me. Amen, amen. If you don't have boys and mothers, don't you just have to take our word for it, amen. That one, amen, amen, amen. Then, amen, amen. This past weekend, stop up in Walsey Hatch is my youngest son. I can tell with my wife if she she'll get sick of me a lot of time. But boy, she ain't never get sick of them boys. No, they want to kiss a mom and oh she I love y'all. Oh God. I want you to see this woman. Dilemma. Husband de- dead, broke, and the man come to get her boys. Then secondly, look at look at the man of God's direction. He asked her, at least she had enough sense. To go to the man of God. What's wrong with a whole lot of us? We're going to the wrong people for advice. Amen. She went to her pastor. <laughs> Amen. Got some members, they will talk to everybody but their pastor, you know. That's so crazy. I never could understand. That's so cool. crazy. If anybody I'm going to get along with, there are certain people I'm going to be close to. Have a good relationship with. Number one, my wife, because she cooks my food. I'm going to be close to her. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to make sure we get along, make sure we type. Because <laughs> she's in the kitchen and, uh, with my food. And I'm going to make sure I get along well with my doctors. Amen. I ain't going to make my doctor mad. You go in talking noise to your doctor. They could just write the wrong prescription 
on purpose. Instead of taking one a day, take ten. You, that's right. There's some people you want to get along with. And I sure enough going to get along with my pastor. Amen. Since I've been in Austin, I've joined the Mount Zion Baptist Church. Reverend G.B. Clark is my pastor because I need a pastor. And she went to the man of God. What's wrong with a whole lot of people? You're getting your advice from ungodly folk. While the psalmist said, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. She went to the man of God. Look what he said to her. First of all, he said to her, what do you have at home? See, most of our, 99% of our issues can be solved at home. We got to stop looking to Washington. Now, one thing, if President Trump don't do nothing else, he going to get a whole lot of us from depending on Washington. Help us out, D.C. Help us out. <laughs> well, bless his name. Your answer to your problem is at your house. And sometimes your problem is <laughs> at the house. He said, what do you have? She said, all I have is just a pot of oil. You see, God takes the little things and will magnify them. Man count numbers, but God make numbers count. What do you have at home? We got enough at the house to pay off this house. What do you have at home? What do, what do you have at home? God takes a little bit. He, he took David, little slingshot, killed Goliath. Took Gideon, 300 men. Took Shamgar, his axe gog. He took a little boy's lunch. Two fishes, five loaves, and fed 5,000 men beside women and children. What do you have at home? Oh, no. He said, go borrow some pots. Borrow not a few. You see, we can't make it by ourselves. That was wrong nowadays in this narcissistic, hedonistic society we live in. Yeah, we are so try to be so individualist. Amen. That I don't need nobody. I don't need no pastor. I don't need a church. All I need is my cell phone. Amen. But see, the old people understood that we were not in this by ourselves. And I need you, and you need me. Go to your neighbor. Some of y'all don't remember because times done changed. Used to time we used to go borrow sugar from your neighbor, borrow a cup of flour. For us, that was a long walk. Cause my neighbor wasn't just next door. <laughs> my neighbor was almost a mile away. Go get some sugar. You know, he said, "Go borrow some butter." Somebody come out your house now. They borrow something. You get your gun. What you? Who you represent? What you want? <laughs> But we need community. We need, last Sunday when we dedicated those babies, we had the church to stand because we are a community. Sister Kinley kept talking about the, the, the family and friends picnic because we're reaching out to the community. We need one another. Go to your neighbors and borrow something. I know some of y'all think you don't need nobody. Well, yeah, amen. That's why you're by yourself now. <laughs> Amen. That's a lonely life. That's why that man, John chapter 5, he said, ain't got no man, sir, to put me in the water 
when it's I need somebody, amen. And you see, whatever you got, whatever you are, somebody gave you a hand, amen. Somebody gave you a helping hand. Whatever you have, don't think you pull up by yourself. There was somebody who gave you a chance. There was somebody who gave you a job. There was somebody who put you on the team because we need one another. Go to your neighbors and borrow some pots, empty pots, and then bring them. Look what he said do. Look at this miracle. Go get an empty pot. See, God can't use you when you're filled up. That was wrong with a whole lot of that was a whole lot of a whole lot of self righteous folk. That was wrong with a whole lot of people at church. They all full of themselves. You all so full of yourself. Amen. God can't use you. You got to be empty. You, you got to declare yourself without God. I can do nothing. You, you got to be empty. So many church folk are so full of themselves. Aren't I so wonderful? God can use you. Go get some empty pots. Can't use no fill pots. You can't fill of yourself. Go get some empty pots. Pots with nothing in it. Pots that are yearning to be filled. You got to want to be filled. You got to, you got to, you got to declare yourself, without God, I can do nothing. You got to empty yourself. That's why it's hard for us men to get saved because you got to swallow your pride. An average man, because we are born leaders, we think can't nobody tell us nothing. Amen. That's why we have to go to school, get an education, because we think we know everything already. I don't need no church. Reverend McClendon can't tell me nothing because I know everything. And that's why you'll you'll die by yourself. You got to empty yourself. Women don't have that big a problem empty themselves because women are born followers. And they'll empty them. But then you got some stuck up stubborn women too. They'll get foot themselves. They start looking pretty and they'll start acting on, you know. (laughs) Amen. Amen. They'll start, amen, acting on a bussy, you know. It will bless his name. So you got to empty yourself. God can't use you as long as you think you all that and a bag of chips. You got to empty yourself. God is here right now. God want to do something right now. But you got to empty yourself and declare, God, I don't know nothing. And without you, I can do nothing. Go get some empty pots. He got to have some empty people. That's why, that's why Trump may be good for America. Because America full of themselves materially. And, and Trump may drive a whole lot of folk back to proud meeting. You got to get some empty. You got to empty yourself. Don't, don't borrow not a few and then close, close the door sometimes you just got to shut the door on folk See, too many folk in your business what's wrong now they got, some of y'all got too many folk in your business and I tell y'all I'm also the Facebook pastor See, some of y'all putting too much stuff on Facebook everybody know your business and they won't know why everybody know your business well it's on Facebook amen 
Well, bless his name. Close the door. Amen. Keep Sister Wanda on the job. Everybody can't handle what God is doing in your life. You start telling folk too much, they get jealous. What? Say, child, I just got a bonus. How much? 25,000. What? You did? They start looking at you funny. You can't, can't be careful. You got to close the door. Some folk you need to close out of your life. A whole lot of folk look a whole lot better going than coming. You got to close the door. That's why I don't need nobody but Jesus. As much as, much as I love Sister McClendon, but if she leave me because of Jesus, I'll say to her, bye-bye. Close the door. Because I discovered every time you close one door, God will open four or five others. See? <laughs> you got to let folk know this ain't the only job, man. Hey, God, some of you single, you let some of these boyfriend and girlfriend know you ain't the only fish in the sea. You think I'm going to die if you leave me? <laughs> Do you actually think you, that, you worth that much? Do you actually think I would kill myself? Listen, i go to Papa Do's and eat myself <laughs> just to get rid of you. Amen. Well, bless his name. Amen. You got to close the door. On a lot of craziness. Amen. He told her, close the door, get your pots. Then look at, then thirdly, look at God's deliverance. I'm about ready to get out of here this morning. Look, verse six and seven. Look at God's deliverance. And it came to pass when the vessel were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. Oh, hallelujah. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the all stopped flowing. Hallelujah. Look, look how we limit God by our faithlessness. As long as they had pots, the all was flowing. As long as they had pots, the all was flowing. But when they ran out of pots, the all stopped. Tell your neighbor, give me another pot. Amen. See, you, you, you got to get all the pots you can because whatever you get, God is large enough to fill it. Amen. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who's able to do it seedily, abundantly above all that you could imagine or think. That's why my mama told me a long time ago, we serve a big God. Don't limit God by your lack of faith. That's why I thank God why, why the devil is fighting this church spiritually because of the fact that this church stepped out of the boat. This church had enough faith to get some old pots. This church could have stayed over in the old Franklin building. This church could have stayed in the Wynn Conference Center. This church could have stayed down on Midway. But you had some people that said, get some more pots. I, I think God going to do just what he said he's going to do. Get some more pots. God is able to do anything but fail. Get some more pots. Some of y'all need to stop hanging around these potless folk. These faithless people. And get around some people that want to believe God. Get some old pots. 
I like to surround myself with people who keep believing that the best is yet to come. I, I like to surround myself with people say, get some more pots. And then she went back to the man of God and the man of God told her, go sell uh, the all you have and pay your debts and you and your sons live off the rest. Hallelujah. You see, the God we serve is a miracle working God. And you can tell folk that God has done something in their lives because when you think of the goodness of Jesus and, and all that he's done for me, hey, your soul get happy. Can't you see this mama now? Just a few days earlier, uh-huh, she's depressed because she's grieving the loss of her husband. She's depressed. She's broke. She's fearful, but but now she got some money. Can't you see her at Walmart? Can't you see her at Nordstrom's? She's shopping. She's happy. She's jumping for joy. And somebody say to her, hey, hey, I thought just a few days ago you were down in the dumps. But now I see you jumping for joy. And thank you, choir, for singing uh, Sister Daphne's song. Uh, I got a testimony. You see, if you never have a test, you will never have a testimony. You ought to tell somebody I was broke and down. But Jill, he filled me up. He laid his hands on me. And now I'm going to tell it everywhere I go that you can make it in your singleness. You can make it with your cancer. You can make it if you depend on Jesus. And he will. Hey, hey, hey. God bless you this morning. I, I feel mighty good because when you look at me, you are looking at a miracle. Oh, he will. They said I wasn't going to make it, but here I am. Give your neighbor a high five and tell them they said I wasn't going to make it, but we serve a miracle working God. You ought to go home and get you some more pots. Go home, get you some more pots, and watch God fill them up. Yes, He will. Yes, He will. Yeah. He will make everything all right. He will turn it around. Yes. 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 He will. He will. Hey, oh, oh. Hey, uh, he will. He will. Single mothers, hang on in there. Stay with the Lord. Listen to the word of God. And watch God. Work a miracle. For you. 
and your family. He is miracle working God. Dealing with despair. Take it to God and watch God fix it. Amen.